About the Church podcast, episode number 49. Make it talk! Ah, uh, DG, you're cracking me up over there. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the About the Church podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. My name is D.G. Hollins. And we're going to rock out here before we get the discussion started. And we're, today we're going to just generally speak about the labels of the church. Ooh. All right. So, D.G., yes. you, and, you and I have been having some conversations over the last several episodes of About the Church. Yes. Since then, we have thrown out more goofy Christianese terms than I have ever heard of before. <laughs> Actually, I've heard all of these words before. <laughs> and to be honest with you, as somebody who has grown up in the church, okay? Okay. Been in the church almost all my life. Um not ever, you know, sent I wasn't ever taken to church by my family. I always always sent to church or ended up when I was old enough to wanted to go to church on my own because that's where all the good-looking girls were. Um, okay, what would you just say? What? I wasn't ever taken to church. I was sent, sent to church. Yeah. So in other words, your church, your church, your family didn't go with you. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're I, like you have to go to church, young man. No. It, and they stay there drinking a beer and watching TV. No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> it was like it, it was basically the the concept was that they were completely okay with me going to church uh, whenever a friend says, "Hey, can you come to vacation Bible school or whatever?" Oh, okay. I, I I asked my mom. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay. And then there was always Sunday school. The church vans or the church bus would run through the neighborhood and pick us all up. And gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I just wanted clarification there because it really did sound like your parents were like, "You go to church. We're staying right here." No, 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 no. <laughs> but all that history is out there in the in the previous episodes of of about the church. Nice. Anyway. So I've grown up in the church. I've been around the the church quite a bit, and I've been to various different styles and types of churches. And every word that is on my list today, okay, I've heard time and time and time again. However, I'm going to share with people, and and this is something I often do is I just I just tell people exactly how you know I I feel and and the way that I handle things, even though it could be slightly embarrassing. But the truth is. <laughs> You grow up in the church. I grew up in the church, and I hear people having conversations where they toss out these words, okay. and they toss out these words as if these are words that, well, you should know because, well, I'm just using it casually in a conversation with you, so I'm <laughs> assuming that you know what this word means, right? and right. therefore, because they make that assumption and because I, I don't want to feel less than what I probably am, sure. uh, then I also just go along and say, well, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and and I never ask what those words mean. And you know what? Yeah. I'm done with that crap. Good. You know, I am done with the just flat out taking everything what you say and just swallowing it without, you know, chewing it a little right. bit. So you, you're, you're to the point now where you're like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by that word? Exactly. Okay, good. good. And, and you know what I'm finding out? I've been doing this a lot. I'm finding People out. Like, I don't know what I mean. That's exactly what I'm finding out. <laughs> there are people throwing these words out My, left and right, and they have no clue how to define them. I read it in a book somewhere, or that's what my granddad always said. That, <laughs> these are the kind of responses that I've been getting. That's cool. So I mean, that's not cool, no, but it's funny. It's it funny is that funny. you've been doing your little social experiment. 
So anyway, here, here I made a list of words. I was in church and, uh, you know, I'm, I have a little ADD. So um, I, I took out my journal and I was writing down some words that I wanted to define. Just randomly thought of words that people just toss out all the time. Some of them, I will, be, I will say that I do think that I have some kind of understanding of what the word means. Some of them, I just have nothing. Right. Okay. What other experiences... <laughs> Experiment is Cliff doing on us. All right. So anyway, Cliff has all these social experiments. So I think we're all a part of one. Yes, I'm. I'm Doctor Frankenstein. If, what if Cliff is the one alien that that we're all a part of the experiment, and he's the head guy? I'm sitting right next to him, everybody. <laughs> this is like an episode of Fringe right now. It did is. You get to see? Did you ever see Fringe? Hey, look at this. I got a free message from AT&T. I'm glad they're not charging me 15 cents for this. Free message? It is. It says, Apple has just released the new 2.1 software update as a free download. (laughs) Connect your phone to iTunes and click on it. Check for... Or click on check for updates. I had this out a week ago. Anyway. Wow. I just got that text message. Did you get it yet? No. I. Oh, you put it in airplane mode. Well, yeah, just now I did. You know, can I just... No, this isn't the tech podcast. Can I talk about technology real quick? (laughs) See, this is where I was talking about that. Just to have a little bit of ADD. Yeah. (laughs) I even said it in the chat room. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about labels. Yes. Let's start with ADD. (laughs) What does this label mean? (laughs) Oh, gosh. So I was in church and I was listening, but I was also writing. Because you are. <laughs> exactly. So, did you like how I brought that in there? Yes. You, you tried. To, I just I wanted to make sure we had a connection. We we are all connected here. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> here are the words that I wrote out. Okay. okay. These are what it. <laughs> now I'm what's sorry. so funny? I've just got a giggle box going. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that because it's there. You're gonna suck out all the air in this room. <laughs> The air's going to be so thin, and we are not going to get anything done today. And sometimes I get to laughing so And sometimes I'll get to laughing so hard, I'll pass out. I'm serious. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm crying. I'm going to call an ambulance. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. You feel better now? Yeah. I love to laugh. You know what? That's going to be everybody's blessing who listens to this now. They're yeah. going to get a laugh out of it. Like, either you're going to be like, the guy's an idiot. Let they're going to be like, you know what? That was I needed that laughter. And there there were two people just now that just got fired. They're not they're not allowed to listen to podcasts at work and somebody just fell out of their chair and their and their boss just came over and nailed them. Oh, that, you funny. just you just got somebody fired. But you know what? If I got fired, I'd want to go out like that. You know, <laughs> uh, like I'm sorry, dude. You just fired me, but I'm still laughing, and you can't stop it. There's a joy in me that you can't take away. It's the GSPN.TV joy. <laughs> I got the joy, joy down in oh, my heart. I got the joy, joy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I was the maybe one. Maybe I was just saying. Maybe I have ADD. All right, so. <laughs> Can I talk about you my have, words? You have I, some words and labels. I, I have some labels I want to talk about. So here's here's the thing. 
I decided that I would write down some of these words that are used. And obviously, Professor Allen brought out mainline versus evangelical. He seems to have kind of been listening to us and over examining our conversations. He seems to believe that uh, you seem to tend, lean more on the mainline uh, branch right. he, of, of he wants theology. to label me, which I just want to buck every well, chance I possibly can. I, I'd so. say, that's fine. And then I'm more of the you know the evangelical. Now he's he does say, and, and we're gonna play his whole message, and we're gonna pause in different spots of it. Uh, but anyway, he did a wonderful job of explaining that he does not believe in labels. He doesn't think we should put labels on people. But he explains the heritage that the <laughs> labels kind of go through i think when you when we're done listening to the entire message it's going to sound really good cool but let me just say some of the um labels that i'm very interested in and if people want to take note of these and you want to uh, leave us voice feedback Mm -hmm. with your thoughts on some of these labels please do so because i want to tell you um, we're not going to finish this episode. We're not going to finish this discussion today. I, I, I really want to get uh, a little bit more of a better understanding of these labels, not because I want to decide what labels do I wear, but I want to have intelligent conversation with people when it comes to the Christian faith. And if people are going to throw these labels out, I want to know what they are talking about. And sure. better yet, when people throw them out to me, I'm going to say by evangelical, do you mean this? And then I'm going to find out that sometimes these people who have a lot of hot air that seem to think that they know everything, when you challenge them to explain what it is they mean, it's like you find out that they really don't have any clue. They've just heard these things said over and over again so many times that they can recite it to you without giving any thought as to what they're saying. Sure. And so anyway, I think it's important and that's one of the reasons why I'd love to just go through these. So mainline evangelical, Protestant, Catholic, Roman Catholic. Oh yeah, definitely. Um Orthodox. Um high church we've already covered, so we won't need to go into that one. Uh fundamentalist. Okay. Okay. De- they put the fun back in dementalist. Exactly. <laughs> Denominational. Okay. All right. Non Denominational. Okay. Independent. Oh, you forgot interdenominational. Is there interdenominational? Yeah, that's, is there really? Yeah, oh, yeah. They use it synonymously with non-denominational. Okay. Well, we'll just. Okay. But interdenominational. It's important. That's a different. It's an important okay. distinction. So, so okay. So interdenominational. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I am a phonetic speller. Nice. <laughs> All right, independent. Okay, now get this. Can I just say something other than inter interdenominational? Every other word that I've said so far, Professor Allen used every single freaking word in oh, his he? voicemail. <laughs> it is awesome. The only wait, wait, one, did, did he use it or did you define him? No, he used it. I that's mean, just awesome. even, better, con- even better. In conversation, even better. That's, that's awesome. In conversation, he was only calling about mainline versus uh, evangelical. But he used every single word up to that point in his discussion of mainline and evangelical. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, but anyway, the only ones on my list that he missed out is Reformed okay. and Calvinist. Okay. All right. So, also, I want to know, what other Christianese words are we missing? Can you think of any? 
I don't know the big ones. The big ones like nowadays are like emergent and emerging church, and, which we've covered, which we kind of talked about a little bit. But I'm just you know you're just throwing out some mm-hmm. phrases. Um, okay. Um, Arminian, Wesleyan, Arminian. Yeah. Yep. Um, you got Calvinist in there, so. Okay, and uh, and if anybody else has more words, may, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, uh, labels. Words. I, there are some words that I take for granted, like justification, sanctification. Matter of fact, let's let's write down some of these words because justification and sanctification. Okay, any but anything else? Um, but it, yeah, you can do. I mean, if you're gonna do sanctification, you could do like prevenient grace and justifying grace, which is justification. Prevenient. <clears throat> Grace, okay. So, so yeah. Well, any any other words that you hear? Matter of fact, I'm going to say entire justification. Yes, entire, entire, wait, wait, entire it? sanctification. Entire sanctification. That's what it is. Entire, and entire sanctification. Okay. So, anybody else out there? What we're going to say is, um, th- there is no link uh, for the folks that are out there. There is no show notes that we're looking at. Oh, um, no, no. I think what they're saying is we have we have 29 viewers in Ustream and only 10 people in the chat here. So, like, if we could tell everybody in Ustream oh, to go to the oh, live yeah. chat. So, yeah, we have uh, some folks on Ustream. Just go to gspn.tv slash live. Right. And instead, of can, it, instead of saying plus right there, you need to go to that one, too. But just type, just ex- exchange the plus with the live. Yes, yes, the word yes, plus yes. With live. Yes, that it, you're seeing in your video. Yeah, and and Festi has ustream.tv slash channel slash gspn, uh, but don't do that. It is gspn.tv slash live is where the chat room is. So gspn.tv slash live. Okay. Sorry. All right. That's okay. So I'm going to say to the audience, the army that is the audience. Nice. Of, not the uh, Twit the, army. but Not the, the Twit army, but the about the church army out there. Uh, the ABC. Be on the lookout for words. And if you want to add them to the list, call us yeah, and, sure. and and tell us what, what, you know, how was it used in conversation with you and what do you, what is your understanding of it? Let's let's be intelligent about our discussion of the faith. And I really think that that's something that I feel is laying on my heart as as you know, I'm investigating what is it that I believe? Yeah. You know, and, and what is it that I believe because I know it to be true? What is it to that I believe just because well that's what I've always heard right these I think this is important stuff and so I think understanding these words is important so I've already said that anyway <laughs> now with that say pre- oh yeah, yeah. pre-millennial oh. yes pre-millennial ah millennial okay um hold on let me uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff. I'm gonna put those millennial things the millennial falcon <laughs> language Post-millennial, preliminal, and then pre-millennial, pre-trib, all that, and I think even pre-trib is uh, in Professor uh, Allen's uh, feedback. But yeah. let's, let's yeah, go. He's, he's got it. Pre-wrath. Yeah. Ooh, I've never heard of pre-wrath <laughs> before. Oh gosh. So, but let's talk about some of these big ones. And to start things off, the conversation this week, Professor Allen, thank you so much for the feedback that you've given us. It's six minutes forty-two seconds. I've already gone through and stitched two voicemails together, and I've put in little bleep marks to wow. notify me of when to pause. You 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 must not have had power at some point in time. <laughs> Run so, that generator here. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start off with Professor Allen. So here we go. Hey, dudes. It's Professor Allen <laughs> calling for About the Church. Cliff, this is probably going to go long, so you have full permission to edit, interrupt, 
even ignore this, as is your want. He speaks wisdom. A few weeks ago, I referred in the chat room to a Cliff and DG disagreement as a difference between mainline and evangelical perspectives. And Cliff asked why we needed those labels. Aren't we all just Protestants? And I agree with Cliff on the issue of labels. As a matter of fact, I don't even call myself a Protestant. This, that is a fight for prior generations of prior centuries. Uh, that, that's not my fight. I find much value and worth in our Catholic heritage and in Catholic practice. That's why I choose to not refer to myself as a Protestant. I am going to pause there. I didn't put a, a pause point in there. But I do want to just take just a moment and say, I think it was like right around the first episode or so of this podcast uh, where we talked about, I had a friend of mine who was the worship pastor of a previous church that I went to, and we came in and we talked about how in the North American culture, Protestants seem to almost, there, there seems to be like an overwhelming anti-Catholic um, bent on 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 the faith have you ever experienced that in in your in your history in the church not not in not in the states okay but uh, as soon as i go south into mexico or central america or someone else like that yeah that's big time there and it's so so much so at least this is just my personal experience that that um that if if you are labeled protestant then that means you're not even a christian <clears throat> kind of an understanding i mean it's been it's been no, that no. much of a division. So you're talking about you've seen like the Catholics being anti-Protestant. Yes. No, I'm talking about the other way around here in the states. I know, but I'm just saying oh, that's okay. the only example I have of that. Oh, okay, okay. But not no, I haven't seen I haven't seen necessarily anti-Catholic. But I'm I'm in the Methodist Church, and that's, you know they pretty much love everybody and <laughs> want to develop good and, relationships with everybody. And see, so. I really believe that, and that's why I'm I'm excited about. When, I, I'm telling you, when you hear the end the overall end of this entire uh, sure, sure. voice feedback. It, 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 it kind of wraps it up. He does a wonderful job, by the way. But the thing is, is that I'm, I'm finding that you and I grew up in two different history. Uh, um, uh, what did he say? Cultures. Just, Cult, yeah, not cultures. Religious but, cultures. Um, different, different threads of the church. We, we, we came from, you know, the we all branched from the same family, but there's there was this like arc somewhere out there, a fork where we kind of forked off two different branches. Oh, okay. Branches. Yeah. There we go. So um, anyway, you, we did grow up in two different branches of the church, which is why we have, so I think, some unique, different experiences and thoughts on the church. Right. And in the, I, I guess, being the evangelical branch, which we'll talk a little bit more about, or Professor Allen will, in the evangelical branch that I've been a part of, I will tell you that I have seen so much anti-Catholic rhetoric that it's it's just really turned me off in such a way that I, I can't explain because number one I grew up um in a in education in the Catholic Church right right which is weird I was going to Protestant hellfire brimstone churches on the weekend carrying my King James Bible and and when I brought that to school they said hey put that away you can't bring that into our religion <laughs> class and have conversations and ask us questions and challenge us yeah. but but the thing is is that um I grew up with a healthy respect I believe of the Catholic faith and 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 yeah. the people there and and I have family that's Catholic and and I know their hearts and I'm like why is it that the the evangelical churches that I I'm a, a part of why is it that they speak so poorly about the Catholic Church. Now, I'm, I, you know, I know that they have issues with 
praying to saints instead of praying to God. I know they have issues with um, with uh, some of the theology, such as uh, Mary being a virgin after Christ's birth, um, that she was sinless throughout her entire life, that um, they have issues with, uh, oh, uh, the... Intinction. Um, I mean, no. Uh, what is it? transubstantiation? Yes, the yes, the difference of is it a symbol or is it physically the body and bread of Christ, our body and blood of Christ, uh, and also uh, purgatory. So I, I understand there are some theological differences, but when sure. it comes to the fundamental, you know, the, what is it that that call? What is it that is it makes us a Christian? Is it belief in Jesus Christ as coming and paying for our sin on the cross? They believe that. We believe that. So I I don't see the major you know, disconnect there. And I will, I'll give you an example. There is a local Calvary chapel, our Calvary Baptist chapel here in our area. And Dr. Charles Wagner preached a, an entire series on the book of revelation. And I am not kidding you. I did not misinterpret what he was saying because he could not have been more clear, but he said that the Catholic church was one of the seven churches uh, that was preached against in the book of Revelation. Can I beat the crap out of him? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I Give I was, me his address. I was, I. you know, the thing is, is I know this guy's heart, but he he basically. It was I, his ignorance. It, well, I, and the guy's a super smart guy. Went to, went to every, I mean, he, he was a doctor of theology. I mean, it, this guy. That doesn't mean squat I know. to anybody but, but let me just tell you that, that. He was preaching so badly against the Catholic Church that it was it was like anti-Catholic, and I just couldn't get over it. And it's like, why? You know, are are you telling me? And it's like, I mean, I don't think he, but I, I don't think he said these words. And I've heard these in other words, but I've heard that the Catholic Church is going to give rise to the, the to the um, uh, Antichrist. I mean, I, th- these are the words that I've been hearing. It's like, what is going on? No way. So. And then, of course, you know, I, I started to let a lot of that just influence my own mind and thought about the Catholic faith. And but then I started developing friends, friendships and relationships with Catholic people. And especially in the Catholic uh, podcasting realm with all the folks over at SQPN, I have some wonderful Catholic friends. And I really do believe that they are Christians. Right. Now, sometimes I concern myself whether or not they consider me to be a Christian because, uh, you know, they don't believe that if you get married outside of the Catholic Church that you're you're technically married and and uh, you, you, if you go to church there you can't have the take, partake of the Eucharist because right. you I mean so I wonder how they feel about me which Although, is communion by the way exactly yes so um, but anyway with that being said I have seen some anti-Catholic stuff in my time and it sure. just it really saddens me because if anything I the way I see it, and I'd love to do church history sometime and try to understand a little bit more about church history and sure. where all these branches came from. But um, it, it's my understanding the Catholic Church is what kept the tradition and the the knowledge of the faith alive through the Dark Ages. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. You know, it's it's through the monks keeping uh, clear accounts and records and and preserving a lot of the faith. I mean, right. That, at least that was my understanding. Anyway, Professor Allen, back to you. But to me, evangelical and mainline are adjectives. They're definitions to describe 
the places in historically Orthodox Christianity that different people come from. And Did you hear the Orthodox word? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. And it struck me a couple of times that when the two of you strongly disagree or just you know can't figure out where the other guy's coming from, it's because you're from two different branches of the church family as it's developed in the U.S. Uh, these aren't the only two, of course, but I'll try to explain some of the differences between them and how to some extent the two of you represent these two different Christian worldviews. Uh, speak in generalities, plenty of exceptions, of course. There's overlap in the terms, so it's going to be imprecise. And the closest thing to official definitions of the two terms are that mainline churches are members of the National Council of Churches, while evangelical churches are members of the National Association of Evangelicals. And believe that in the late 1990s, there were no churches or denominations that were members of both, though that may have changed in the last decade. I, I kind of doubt it. Um, for your information, guys, the United Methodist Church is a member of the NCC, and the Church of Nazarene, despite its Wesleyan heritage, is not. It is, in fact, a member of the NAE, so it is an evangelical church. So the two of you were actually raised in different branches of the family tree. The mainline churches are basically the historical denominational churches, United Methodist, Episcopal, Orthodox, Brethren, Disciples of Christ, uh, Presbyterian, USA, United Church of Christ. They're more likely to be high church, a term you've discussed before. It's not to say that all mainline churches are high church, but almost no evangelical churches are. Evangelicalism is about 70 years old, much newer, and is an offshoot of fundamentalism. There's the and fundamentalism. And sort of wanted to yeah. moderate between fundamentalism and mainline, what they saw as two extremes. So evangelical churches and denominations are going to be newer or are split-offs from mainline churches, Salvation Army, Assembly of God, Free Methodists, Vineyard, uh, Presbyterian Church in America, many Baptists, and most independent or non-denominational churches fit into the evangelical mold. I see there are two distinctions, main distinctions between these. Evangelicals tend to focus on individuals, individual decisions to accept Christ, personal relationship, individual Bible reading. Uh, the phrases accept Christ or daily devotional were not in the Christian vocabulary until the evangelical movement. All right. So, wow, that was <laughs> that was a whole lot that he threw in there. What, what do you think so far about what he said about the main line and the evangelical? Okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's not you know he's he, he really you know he, he understood that it was he's talking in generalities and stuff like right. that, of course. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I could see that being the the focus is is a personal understanding, um, more more me. You know, or or uh, me and when God. they're saying you, they're not talking about a communal communal understanding. They're talking about you individually, uh, kind of understanding. So it really is kind of a, an individual focus. Um, so let me ask you: with with you being from the United Methodist Church, would you say that you you are as bent as I am towards personal devotional, uh, alone time with God? And stuff like that. Is that something that has been a part of your upbringing in the church? It was a huge part of my upbringing. Okay. It was radically changed in seminary. Oh, okay. What Now, your upbringing, was your upbringing in the United Methodist Church? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Okay, so in the United Methodist Church, uh, and it was a pretty high church, but it was West Texas. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> maybe so, uh, influenced by right, and so you got a lot of Southern Baptists around, you know, that area, and all you know, tons of my friends were either Roman Catholic because they were Mexican, uh-huh. or they were Baptist, <laughs> right? And so you know, it was it, it really it really is a unique kind of, and I think this is true of everywhere. I mean, I think your geography has a lot to do with the style and the kind of your branch right. uh, is in existence. Because like, if, if, you, if you talk about the United Methodist Church and you're talking about people in, in New York, they are going to be like, like, you know, 75 to 90% social justice active. They will not put an emphasis or, you know, I'm, I'm, once again, I'm speaking generalities, but their emphasis most of the time when, when we do voting and stuff like that in, in the entire United Methodist Church, their emphasis is on social justice. So what are we doing about saving the earth and saving people with AIDS and, and malaria and, um, you know, and talking about homosexuals and stuff like that. That's the big stuff that they want to talk about. But when you get more to the center of the United States, which is, I think is true, you know, generally, then you do get more an emphasis on, well, that's okay. We want to help them with AIDS, but do they know Jesus? You know, right. kind of understanding. And, and, and you also, get that. And so that you get the two polar opposites, you know, you get the West coast and you get the East coast and then you got this central thing, and I grew up right in the middle of the central thing of West Texas. So, so, so one of the things that you know I I, I kind of see also is this you know the, there's the argument in the faith about you know salvation comes by works or by faith, you know, and of course then there's the you know well you can't have one without the other. I mean it it. it you know, love and marriage, you know, it, <laughs> love and marriage. marriage. So anyway, um, the, the thing is, is that I have seen oftentimes where people who focus so much on social justice that it's like, well, this is what I've done and this is what I'm doing to help the right. fa- to move the faith along. And th- I'm doing this and I'm involved in this and I'm doing this. And I will tell you, my evangelical mind, if that if if I'm going to wear a label, um, <laughs> is it says, OK, that's great. But how is your personal life and your relationship with God? Right. Are you are are do you have a connection with Him? Do you pray one on one with God? I mean, it, 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 you know, is He speaking into your life? Right. You know, and 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 I, it's weird to me to think that other people don't experience right. or haven't grown up with that line of thinking. Right. And so, you know, and of course, I mean it. it I even see this in the Catholic Church sometimes where they it's like, well, I just, you know, it, it, things, you know, I, I, I'm a good, you know, I'm a good person. Um, and that's not like a generality of, of the Catholic Church. A lot of people think I'm a good person. I do this. I do this. <laughs> sure, I do this. Sure. I'm all good. You know, but but no, what I'm talking about specifically in the Catholic Church, though, is like, you know, yeah, I, I mess up, I, you know, but I'm going to go and see the priest on Tuesday and and I'll say penance and, and I'll go on and everything's good there. Right. Whereas my my evangelical thought thought is that you got a you got a problem with God. You leave your sacrifice at the altar. You know, don't 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 go and do and do and do and give and give and give. Right. You got a problem with God. Leave all that stuff there. Clear that up. 
get right with your relationship with God and then get back to work in helping right. social justice and all these other things. And and that that scripture that you're using is really to go make it, make it right with your brother. With your brother. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you you changed God into the brother. But hey, well, no, you think I, that you might want to make them both. No. Right. No. <laughs> in my opinion, I think you should make them both right. Okay. <laughs> that, but yes, exactly, but the thing is, is when I when I think about okay, when you have an issue with your brother, then you have basically you have an issue with God because you are not following the principle or the value of, you know, loving your brother and and working things out the way that he says. You know, there's the scripture or there was the teaching that Jesus gave about, you know, what to ha- what to do when you have a disagreement or a dispute with your with your brother or sister. Sure. And and these are the ways. So if you basically if you are not handling that out and you do have an issue with your brother, then you're you're not doing what God says. Right. You need to get that right. You need right. to th- you need to work on that. So which which is a challenge. I mean, if they're going to know that we are Christians by our love, yes. <laughs> then how do we have entire groups of people saying, <laughs> you know, well, I don't think you know. Well, I claim Jesus Christ, and I really believe that that uh, that I have a relationship with Christ. And then they're saying, no, you don't. You don't have a relationship with Christ. We, you know, and so everyone else outside of the church sees, sees this, this bickering and this arguing and Christ is like I tried to tell y'all <laughs> I could just see him going <laughs> that that's the thing that concerns me the most is all you know it, it's you know everybody pointing their fingers at everybody at who is saved who's not saved and what you have to believe and what you don't have to believe and and all these other things. it just gets frustrating right and then of course the think that and I, I want to I want to throw something out there too though and this is what I was trying to say earlier was I did grow up with 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 the understanding of it's a personal 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 do your quiet time and things like that and it was a de-emphasis of the community okay it was an emphasis of just personal stuff mhm and uh and then when I really read the bible and all those all those times that it says you in the greek that it's really talking about y'all, but we don't translate it as y'all. We translate it as you, because in the English, you could mean plural as well as singular. Mm-hmm. And um, and and all those emphases of this individual thing have now kind of be, been de-emphasized when I read the Greek of the Bible. And I really realize, oh my gosh, we have gotten that really skewed. Mm-hmm. We should be thinking about the community. And, and thinking about how the community understands its relationship with God. And so therefore, now we're saying, wait a second, you know, what does salvation look like? Is salvation relationship? And if salvation is relationship, then how does salvation as a community look like with right. God? And then if I see you literally having a really difficult time with life and with your marriage or with, you know, whatever else, how is the community loving you and caring for you and getting you back on your feet and helping that relationship uh, and and provide that to be a part of a healthy community? Right. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not getting that anywhere, <laughs> very, you know, very, very few places. Um, there's actually one or two scriptures in Revelation that it actually talks about an entire church could lose their lampstand. <laughs> right. And it was not saying, you, Cliff, you're going to lose your lampstand. It's saying, Every one of you, unless you get back on the ball, mm-hmm. I'm going to take your lampstand away. Right. And that is like completely, completely against all this individual salvation understanding. Yep. Um, so and that's just, you know, crazy, crazy to think about and radically shaped, shaped and changed my way of thinking when I was, you know, when I went through that education process. You know, Kim in the chat room, she was when I was kind of watching it uh, as as I was talking earlier and she said she would really love 
to have a little bit more of an understanding of what happened during the Reformation, that period of church history. Because one of the things that Professor Allen mentioned in the first half of his call so far is is something about the, I think he just tossed out that the evangelical church is only about 70 years old. And, you know, I, I, I had no idea that it was that new, but uh, I realized, you know, it is obviously a, uh, an offshoot of the Protestant faith, it, it's or a branch of the Protestant faith, which is a branch off of the of the. I guess it's the is it the Catholic Church, or is it? I mean, is it Roman Catholic Church. Roman Catholic Church. So, um, you know, I, I, I to think that everything that we think is so darn important <laughs> is all brand new. <laughs> that just bugs me. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> well, sure, of course. It's like who and, and 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 of course and then of course what do we do? We go to John Calvin and we go back to John Wesley. We go back to uh you know St. Francis of Assisi. We go to Martin Luther. We go to these individuals who are a part of the reformation. These were individuals. You know, and it's like and 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 somewhere inside of me, it's like who is it? That gives somebody a single individual to say, you know what, everything we've taught and believed for the last thousand or so years, we are now saying that's all wrong. This is how we do it. I mean, where do you break? How did it go from all of a sudden people think that we should pray to saints to we shouldn't pray to saints? How do you go right, from right. how do you go from and, and the other thing though physical it, just blood John, and yeah. and body sure. to symbol? I right. mean, how does and that happen? And it's one of those things to where well, I, it, I think it was always there. It just had never been dealt with. Okay, does that make sense? Right. It was always still in this discussion period, and and and, and the discussion period happened over hundreds of thousands of years. I mean, you'll see that through the through over time through commentaries and people that are writing down their views and their thoughts on what scripture means and stuff like that. But and the other thing is is you just like how does one person it was not one person. Martin Luther might have been the person that actually nailed it to the wall, mm-hmm. but he was representing a group of I got people. You. That makes sense. And I think that that that's a big deal that history it went down in history as Martin Luther. <laughs> But is the same true of but, I mean, John and, Wesley, though? Right. Yes. John Wesley, he created a group of people. They had these bands and these societies that were within the Church of England. But he seemed to be the spearhead stuff. of it, though. Well, I, I th- there's a leader within every group, and I think that's what was going okay. on. But his brother was just as much of a leader. And then you have all these other guys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like saying Jesus had the leader. He was the leader. But these other guys were a part of it. Right. <laughs> And, and it went down in history as, you know, as the leader, of course. Now, um, Amanda from Michigan in the chat room says that's why we need to study church history. And I agree. I, I think church history should be, you know, some some offered 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 courses within your local church. I think that th- it'd be great. I think to- it should be offered courses within your local library. OK, <laughs> because I think it would actually help whether you are a Christian or not. It would help you have a better understanding of. Oh my gosh! Now I know what these people are that call themselves Christians. Exactly, and then of course, um, my chat room scrolled up a little bit there. So um, I think it was Professor, or no, it was Ed uh, Wirebender who said, um, "Don't." Uh, oh, what did Wirebender don't say? Don't pay the ferryman. No, until he, he, said, you he, he said you, he said you don't pray to saints; you pray through them. And so, I mean, is he is he Roman Catholic? I don't know, Ed. Are you okay. Roman Catholic? 
Um, because I had a lot of, I had a good friend of mine who was just the way he explained it to me to be able to explain uh, the saints is, hey, it's just like turning to your friend and saying, dude, pray for me. Uh huh. It's just the same thing saying, hey, you know, saint, whatever, please pray for me about this. Gotcha. And you know, and and I'm going, okay, that's cool. If you consider them to be like friends or something else yeah. like that. But but also go straight to you know, you can also go straight to Jesus, or can you go straight to Jesus? Right. Uh, through that. And that's the big question. And I want to say thank you to Amanda from Michigan. Somebody was talking about a book in the <laughs> chat room. Uh somebody type in the name of the book again because I can't scroll up. But anyway, um Story it, Christianity Early Church Reformation. I don't know what I don't I don't think it's the name of the title of it. Okay. So basically they they put a link to, uh, in the chat room to a book on Amazon and Amanda says, No, buy it from Mardell.com. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. Well no, she put the Amazon link and then she put but oh, but get it from Mardell.com. There we go, gotcha. So that's awesome. Uh okay, so yes. Okay, very cool. Let's uh, move on with this because I do want to get to the rest of this. By the call. way, that is a good book. If, if Justo Gonzalez wrote it, he's a, he's a phenomenal author. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to uh, put a link to that in the um, Amanda. If you do me a favor and and send the link to that Mardell to me in an email, um, that'd be awesome. And I'll put a link to that in today's show notes. And and what's the title of it again? If you wouldn't mind putting it into the chat room. It so is we, um, concise church history. Concise. Church History by Justo Gonzalez. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> Mardell.com doesn't have the author of it. Really? It just says AMG Publishers. Okay. Well, anyway, we, we, will, we will get a link to that into the uh, show notes for today's podcast. And this is episode, what, 49? 49. 49. All right. So let's go ahead with the rest of uh, Professor Allen's call. Evangelicals tend to believe that God has a specific will for all of our decisions, large and small, and prayer and Bible reading can determine that specific will. tend to believe the Bible contains answers for all of life's questions, beyond just the spiritual, to the political, to personal finances, to relationships. Uh, They're far more likely to describe themselves as biblical literalists than a mainline believer is, especially on interpreting the beginnings and ends of time. Young Earth creationism, the left behind style pre trib rapture. Those are theologies that come from the evangelical wing and are much more commonly held among evangelicals than mainliners. Mainliners focus less on individual altar calls or individuals praying the prayer and more on living out the gospel in community. They're more focused on solving social problems on a systemic level. Uh, civil rights, poverty, homelessness, AIDS prevention. The fact that DG wanted to do an episode on social justice and Cliff was not familiar with the term is reflective of these two perspectives. Mainline have been talking social justice for more than three decades. It's part of their vocabulary. While it's just beginning to be heard among evangelicals. All right, so social justice, it was a term that you used and not one that I've been familiar with, but obviously, I I, I believe that you know I, maybe it's just like this mixture and, it, and it's blurring. And I know he's speaking in generalities, and there seems to be a little bit of crossover and 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 cross contamination in the branches. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a bee visit one of those one of those flower buds, and then it we've, came over here and visited one of the other flower buds. We've been pollinated, cross pollinated. Oh man. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I I would say that that. There has been a massive push on and part of all the 
uh, evangelical churches that I've belonged to for social justice things. I mean, it, it, it's definitely been a part of it, but it's never, but there's, but I, I believe he's absolutely right. It's always been the emphasis on, on the personal, the Bible study, the, the, this, and sometimes I, I guess what he's saying is right because there has always in the evangelical churches that I've been a part of, there was always myself joining together with a whole group of other Protestant evangelicals, <laughs> I guess, if you will, uh, we, that would protest against the Bible study, this Bible study, that Bible study until you're blue in the face and never living it out, acting out and serving others. Sure. So, yeah, I do see that. I, it, I have seen that. And it, and it frustrates the crud out of me, um, especially when I would go in and with this vision that God had given me that that I ought to be living in community with people uh, and doing life with them uh, throughout the week and not just have this be a weekend experience or just an experience inside the church walls. Um, and whenever we would talk about bringing people into small groups or something like that, it was always something that people in the churches that I've been a part of, overall, the majority would be against the idea of having small groups of limiting the size of those groups to 10 to 15 people Hmm. and limiting the size because once you grow to that size, then you multiply into two different groups. And it's, they've always been against that overall as a majority because the idea is that, Oh my gosh, I built these friendships and I've, I've put so much of investment into these relationships. I don't want to lose them. And I remember when I first came, I was brought on and hired as the small groups pastor of a, of a mega, mega church um, in, in a certain ministry that was going on there. And somebody came to me and said something that just drove a stake through my heart because I was a cell church purist back then, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drove a stake through my heart. I mean, it, it literally broke my heart to hmm. hear them say what they said. And they said it with so much joy and anticipating the fact that I would be so pleased with what they had to share. And it was just this young, it was this young married lady who says, I want to let you know, uh, I think it's great that you're here. My mom and dad started the first small group of this church, and that was nine and a half years ago. And I want to let you know they still today have the same 12 people in that group. They're so strong. (laughs) And I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like the same twelve people together every single week or every other week for the last nine and a half years, and they are they have no new person in that group in their community. They're not doing life with any new people. It's been the same twelve people for nine and a half years. And so, yeah, I do see some social justice issues there when when you're not reaching out, you're not branching out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and I think that's a that's a really important issue is is there needs to be both. It, it just you know you keep on talking about having need to have balance in your life. Yep, <laughs> there needs to be balance within the church that we do care about loving um, the individual, but we also care about the injustices that are going on in the world. And how do both of those coexist? And how do we give opportunities for people to have both of those experiences? Um, and, and and to say. We want to stop AIDS, but we also want those people to be able to have a relationship with Christ. Um, 
And so, you know, maybe by stopping AIDS, they can be able to see that our love for them and love for each other, hopefully, could be able to show them, hey, this is this is something that's different that I'm not that I haven't experienced. Uh, and then, you know, and, and then offer, offer opportunities and create environments to where that could be experienced and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's very, very important to be able to have both of those. But just because we say one branch has an emphasis here and one branch has an emphasis here, that's not good enough for me. Right. <laughs> well, then let's let's work on getting both branches together. Because that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm completely agreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying that, and I way. think and, and, and you know what's weird? Uh, not weird. What's cool <laughs> is that I, I, you know what? I am so opposed to labels. But I, and and when and again, we're getting to the last minute and forty seven seconds, and you're going to hear that he's saying he's not su- suggesting that these are our labels that we ought to be wearing. But if you look right. at our our history or our our heritage that we have come, you and I have come from these two different branches. Sure. And what we have here in this podcast is bringing balance. It is. It, right. it, we are actually bringing balance. We're talking about things from our various different perspectives and, and experiences in the church. And I think th- this is what has invigorated. Me. In fact, I, I, I just want to share just authentically here. I, it, it's really bringing um, life back to me, getting back to my first love, which was searching out who God is and, and, mm-hmm. and what what a relationship with him really is like. Because I'll be honest with you. I got pretty darn bored of the church and Christianity right. altogether. I mean, go back into the archives of this podcast and find the five-part series that I did titled Why I Hate the Church. Right. I mean, it, it, I really got burned out. And the idea of reaching out and really saying, you know what, I am not satisfied with what I've just been handed. I want to go feed myself and understand what what is the big picture here and i and i hope that you guys will be inspired to do the same and not just take Definitely. what and not just take what you're hearing here but but no. challenge challenge what we're saying yeah call us 859-795-4067 <laughs> all right so let's let's finish up with uh professor allen a mainliner's political concern tends to revolve around societal issues evangelicals tend to focus on individual behavioral issues abortion homosexual behavior tend to be more of a stronger focus among evangelicals. The second major distinction is how they view culture. Mainliners accommodate to culture, participate in culture, have positive relations with the sciences, the arts community, literature, etc. Evangelicals are more likely to view these with at least suspicion, perhaps even as enemies. Uh, They may wall themselves off from culture, create alternatives, while a mainliner will view their task as redeeming ordinary culture. This is one area where Cliff breaks that evangelical stereotype by watching lots of TV, even <laughs> some shows that evangelicals and fundamentals may not approve of. Can I just say, and I have the email to prove it, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, to prove that they disapprove of you watching yeah, that's TV. that's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, okay. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You would not believe some of the Christians that have written in to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, anyway. The idea of approving of music or TV or movie is an evangelical construct. Putting the word Christian in front of something to sanctify it is an evangelical exercise as well. <laughs> Christian TV, Christian radio, Christian bookstores, Christian T-shirts, Christian music festivals. 
having a harvest fest instead of Halloween. These are all reflective of the evangelical view towards culture. I fear that I've talked way too long uh, <laughs> and not said very much that's helpful. But I appreciate your indulgence, guys. Remember, it's not about labels. It's about where in the body of Christ comes your particular heritage of theology and praxis. I just do practice to make sure DG was still listening. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the show, guys. Rock it out. So, wow. Um, he says he said a whole lot without really saying anything helpful. I completely disagree. <laughs> the only bad thing that will result out of that feedback is that it's going to intimidate some other people thinking that, well, I don't have anything that well thought out uh, to share. And let me just say, if you want to just call in and say whatever you want to say, it does not, it does not have to be as well thought out and laid out and organized. Um, Just pick up the phone and call us and let us know what's on your mind. Let us know what you're thinking, because I don't want you, I don't want everybody to think that this is the level and and the bar for which you know feedback should come in. We we want everybody to call in. And uh, Professor Allen, I do want to say everything you said was extremely helpful. In that now, when somebody says mainline or evangelical, I really do have a clear understanding of at least what you mean when you say those terms. And I think I have a generalized overall understanding of mainline and evangelical. And, and it's something that prior to your message, I did not have that understanding. Mm. I had, I, I'll be honest with you, I had, uh, in the context that the terms were used, I had constructed some thoughts as to what those meant. And it, you pretty much clarified and, and succinctly right. and systemically. Well, you, you did what anyone else does. You take the words in the context that you heard them, and the context you heard them was your specific branch. So you're giving meaning and definition to these words from a specific context. And then when you hear it out of that context, that would cause a lot of confusion. Say, wait, wait, wait what do you mean by that? Instead of just saying, oh, well, this is what it means. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's very healthy for people to be able to say, Hey, what was my context? How have I understood these terms my whole life? Oh my gosh, maybe I need to take a step back and say, wait a second, when I say this word, what do you mean? And what do you think of? Yeah. And hear what it means in that context, you know, negative or positive or, or not or indifferent or whatever else. So Yeah. And and I, I love it. Matter of fact, if if anything that you know, this this episode and, and upcoming episodes where we talk more about this kind of stuff, um, I hope that this really does um, spark conversations between Christians who threw out these terms. Sure. What do you mean when you say that? You yeah, know, and and right. I love Professor Allen says in the chat room. He says it's typical to assume that Christians are quote unquote like us. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and that's true. You know, and, yeah. but the thing is, is we have different cultures. We have different. We do have different branches of theology. We've grown up in different areas. We don't all have the same understanding and the same way of living that out. But when it comes down to it, and and of course, I, I'd love to really get in and understand what fundamentalist is now, because because <laughs> I wonder if I'm I'm just like a a, a fundamentalist in, in in many of the ways that I think, and that is you know what is it that if you drill down to are the non essential are are the essential things that you just don't mess with, you, you know it's like right. we can disagree upon these things, but we just don't disagree on this, or else we're really going to disagree. 
I don't Are know. we disagree, but we will really disagree? <laughs> exactly. But I, no, no. But, but we're going to disagree, but, but we're that, not going to agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not going to agree to disagree. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know, it, it just even in fundamentalism or fundamentalist, whenever we want to talk about that, you know, say let, let's just assume that it is barrowing it down to the essentials. Mm-hmm. Your essentials are going to be different. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> and, that's and, what and, I'm saying. And Bob's essentials are going to be different. And, and Mary's essentials are going to be different. And so it's just going to be, you know, that's that's what. And then you have to be able to say, okay, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? What about this one? And, and, that, and, and, that's, and that's the thing is, is a lot of people might want to call themselves fundamentalists, but they have defined out, they have defined out what the fundamental is. But how do we find out what God thinks is essential? Because that's all I care about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I've already told you that. I, I think Wesley has a really great understanding of the, of the <laughs> but quadrilateral. That's, but it's Wesley. That's Wesley's. <laughs> no, Wesley said it's stri- scripture primarily and the Holy Spirit's involved in it. Okay. Okay. I'm just <laughs> needs to be in community. Anyway. But, uh, okay, I want to get one story. Are we about done? I We're about done. one story Yeah, in. go ahead, man. Um, there's one story that just kind of defined out. Re- hold on. Wait. Amanda from Michigan and says read the bible and i was like no that's where this whole problem started <laughs> that's so funny yeah, i'm just that's, kidding that, but, no no but there is truth to there that. is a lot of truth there is a lot of truth to that <laughs> um that's really the funny. problem reading the bible man it screws yeah. us all up yeah i'm just now that was a joke <laughs> Well, in some cases, there's truth to that too. All right, tell me your story. But anyway, I heard this. I uh, think it was, and I don't. And part of me doesn't want to say his name because people are just going to immediately write it off. So I won't say his name. Don't say his um, name because a lot of people just think he's a heretic and we'll throw him away. But okay. um, I, I, I appreciated the story, and I, I want to say it might be a story that Desmond Tutu said. I don't know. It might just be one of these stories that has just been passed on. It's probably several people have already heard it, but I just want to tell it. Uh, village somewhere in some country <laughs> and they were there and they they noticed that there was a baby literally drowning floating down a river that was right beside the village so they immediately ran out there and grabbed this baby and, and brought this baby back to life and they saved this baby and it was awesome uh and the next day they saw two babies and so they go out there and they save the, the babies and, and it just keeps on getting more and more and more and they eventually just create this this line and finally one person stands up and says why are we doing this? Why don't we go up river and find out who's throwing them in the river? Because then we're going to save them all if we just go up the river and save, the, you know, find out who's throwing them in. And, and and he said, when you when you have the desire to go up the river and to find out who's throwing them in, that's justice. When you're saving them one by one, that's mercy and that's love and that's needed as well. Gotcha. And And I really appreciated that. You know, that understanding of that story, it spoke volumes to me to be able to say, you know, I think it is important to, to, to save the individuals, but we also have to save, you know, who, you know, whoever is throwing them all in, um, because then you can be able to have even a greater number saved, you know, in the end. All right. And so, so you have to you have to have love, mercy and justice, I think, to be to be who God desires for us to be as 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 followers of Jesus. So. So I, I I totally love that story, and and I'm I'm thankful that you told us who the story and letting people take it in and and right. and, and think about it. But now I want to know who said it. It was Brian McLaren. Oh, okay. All right. So which <laughs> and a lot of people think he's just a flaming flaming heretic. Right. So uh, so, but it, it's and and you know he but it, he, it, he would be on the side that would have an emphasis on social justice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I. I really appreciated the story. I really appreciated the story for what it absolutely. shared, and, and it and it challenged me to be able to say, well, 
how am I pulling babies out, but also walking in the stream to go find out who's throwing them right. in, you know, or something like that, you know, oh, then I'm going to do them both, <laughs> you know, dang it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And make it happen. <sighs> Folks, thank you so much for listening to the About the Church podcast. Of course, this is a production of gspn.tv where we now have, I don't know, I think about 19 or 20 podcasts that we produce. Well, you can go to gspn.tv and find them all. Are they, are they going to grow? Are you like? Are you doing Fringe, like the new TV show uh, Fringe? We and- do. We cover Fringe in a show called TV Talk, and we have some f- dear friends of ours in the community who have really uh, started taking a, a hard approach to covering uh, Fringe podcasts. So, okay. and, and so we're very excited about that. TheFringePodcast.com uh, is a good friend of ours. In the community, um, Daryl and there's only been one episode out right now, so well, we'll get but the second no, one but tonight. No, so. They've been they, there was a comic book that was put out. That, right, right, right. That, right. That, I mean, these people have they're into it. Yeah. And then uh, was the comic book called uh, X Files 2.0? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, and then Wayne Henderson, Wayne, it's uh, I think it's Fr- Fringe Podcast at or. He needs to get a URL. Wayne, get a URL for that thing. But anyway, it's fringe.lipson.com or something like that. Or you could go to waynelhenderson.com. He's probably got a link to it there somehow. Cool. But anyway, but I just, but I'm asking yeah, you about we, GSPN in general. We just launched the brand new, all the evangelical, stu- super fundamentalist, uh, we hate you, Cliff and Stephanie. Uh, people out there, hate are gonna, are it, it's going to be the, their new fodder for sending me horrible feedback. The Desperate Housewives fan podcast. Oh, okay, that's, that's a new TV it. show that you're uh, the new podcast uh, based on a TV show. Yes. Okay, okay. We just launched it. It started last night. So okay. yeah, we we're adding shows. We're adding yeah. Shows. Well, that's what I meant. You know, because new shows are popping up, and so I didn't know oh, if you yeah, guys yeah. were going to be adding well, a new well, podcast. I, I don't I'm know a, how many more you can handle. I'm Gosh. liberal. I I am I am I am a lib I am a slight. No, I'm not liberal. I'm a moderate conservative. Yeah, that's what I I think. Well, that, we reviewed Fringe on the Guys podcast, and we I mean we had a lot of fun with it, but it was basically we just said it's X X Files. Yeah, <laughs> two point It it was good. Um, the the other thing I want to just say is that of course, um, just to let people know, podcasting if you don't know is something I do full time, and it's something I feel that really God has called me to do as a as a ministry, and also just to to share my life online with people to educate and entertain and encourage and inspire people. And if you uh, are very much enjoying the conversation here. You'd like to see it continue beyond the end of this year. <laughs> Please consider becoming a gspn.tv plus member. It it is something that I really believe will bring a lot of value to a lot of people, and and I and that's where my heart is. And if you can just go to gspn.tv slash plus, you can learn more details. Anyway, DG, it's been another awesome week. It has. And t- uh, next week you're here still, aren't you? I think I'm here next week, yeah. <laughs> Is next week the week we need to record two shows? Yes. Okay. So we're going to need lots and lots voice of mail. voicemails. Yes. Or emails, but voicemails we prefer. Yes, we do. Because we want to hear your voice, not just ours all the time. Exactly. GSPN, or it's feedback at gspn.tv, but the phone number, 859 795 4067. All right, later.